So, welcome to the Tabletop Gaming Magazine podcast. I'm Chris Eckert, the editor of the magazine, and today I'm joined by Mark Cook. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, so, uh, you are, um, uh, I described you uh, as, as uh, 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 board game community royalty <laughs> before, because you, uh, you run one of, uh, one of our favourite shows, uh, Aircon. Um, uh, and uh, we're here today to talk about things like shows, communities, making games, stuff like that. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I think if I am board game royalty, I'm probably like the Joker. That's <laughs> 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 very good. Uh, so, um, so I suppose um, there's probably like one or two people who don't know who Aircon it, what Aircon is. Um, would you would you like to just give us a little uh, run over of, of of what it is? Yeah, sure. So um, Aircon is a, we call it an analog gaming festival, um, but it's it's mostly revolving around tabletop games, uh, board games, RPGs, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a show in Harrogate, um, and uh, we run every March at the minute. Oh, well, probably, yeah, <laughs> usually every March, um, um, uh, over, over three days, um, although people usually turn up early and stay late um it's a very play focused convention mm. um i think the thing that strikes most people as they come in is that we just have rows and rows and rows of tables uh, mm. we like to say that we have a seat for everyone so what we try and do is plan that if everyone decided they wanted to, to sit down and play a game at once they could do that um <laughs> so mm. uh, but we still mix it up with uh, we have exhibitors traders demoers uh, we have special events on that are always quite fun. Um, we, uh, like I say, we have RPGs. We have a huge gaming library that's free to borrow from mm-hmm. um, for people. Uh, we have we usually try and get special guests over uh, that'll be around. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably it in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm I'm very fond of it um, for all those reasons, uh, but uh, also because it was the last show I went to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, nearly a year ago now i yeah. think because i think it was was it at the beginning of april it was nearly, start just, march um, oh, start yeah. yeah so it was like it was the uh, basically it was the week or maybe about 10 days before we went into our first no. lockdown yes the UK. first national lockdown yes and uh everyone was being very respectful and distant from one another and yeah. uh, it was all it was all very good it was actually in fact pretty much exactly what everyone's doing now except we didn't know about masks then and that was, yeah, that, that was it. And we could play games with other people. And we could play games with other people, and it was so good. Um, I met some very fine folks there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, so um, what's it like running an event like this? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like we we have a lot of fun doing it. Um, so, I think um, year on year we're growing quite a lot, and that's probably where some of our biggest challenges are. Of just like, what's the biggest need this year as we make the next jump? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, into kind of more halls or bigger space things like that um but it's very you know it's great i think um it's obviously a lot of work uh, especially in the last couple of months before <laughs> we open the doors um i think um uh, probably what people might not expect is that the, most of the work is straight after a show um as we actually get mm-hmm. ready for the next one and start opening up exhibitor bookings and ticket sales and all of that kind of thing our, our lull is kind of in the in the middle mm-hmm. um of the 12 month period and then the, the sort of two months six weeks beforehand um it just goes a bit a bit bonkers again as you start sending stuff to print and all of that kind of thing and um but i think 
you know it's always it's one of these things that hopefully people don't notice any of that they don't see any of these kinds of things and uh, they just get to experience a nice fun relaxed and smooth show <laughs> that's it it was, it was very slick when i was there everyone dealt with me very kindly even though we arrived late and we sort of had to wander through saying with with, with press actually can we, can we come in and take some photos and promote your show even further uh, uh, we did, i think we actually did a lovely um uh double page spread on um shots from the show of all yeah. the all our favorite little bits from from the show we saw because you um one of the things from uh aircon last year was the just the sheer amount of um prototypes that we were able to play and even some some quite early stuff as well um and that was uh that was super that was super interesting to get hold of things that early yeah yeah no it's 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 really good we we kind of um you know we do special stands for people that are just wanting to demo a game Mm -hmm. um to to not make it too you know financially cumbersome for them um so that they're able to just come and get feedback on their game in the early stages and Mm -hmm. it's really helpful for them um i think because Aircon is a, a little bit more relaxed compared to some of the bigger shows, um, particularly like the very big ones like UK Games Expo, or mm-hmm. Essen, um, which I love going to as well. But I think things have to be so quick. Everything is all about elevator pitches and yeah. just get, there's just so, you know, well, they are, so they are in part through. trade shows, aren't they? And then, yeah. And while, while Aircon is very useful for, to me because I get to talk to all the designers one to one for yes. pretty much as long as I like, um, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I get that privilege uh, necessarily every <laughs> every show. Uh, so, yeah. So it's really good for that they can play through full full play tests of their games. You get to kind of see some of the stuff like at various different stages. You know, some people that um, are really just at the very very beginnings of designing their games. We have Playtest UK come and, and run some tables as well. So that's very early stages mm-hmm. up to kind of uh, produce demos um, and then right through to kind of games that are about to be published or about to go to Kickstarter and then obviously like published games and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's nice. You can sit down. It's a great way of actually meeting other people because often, you know, people see you're about to start a game, they'll jump in as well and you, get, you can kind of, uh, it's a good way to make friends. Yeah, absolutely yeah yeah which is um which is something we all miss we miss playing with uh with other people and even yeah. people we don't know could you imagine yeah. that yeah. <laughs> um, so you know i i you said off mic that um you know econ isn't a show uh, a for-profit show in the sense of you're not mm. all financially dependent on it it's a show that's growing by its its own steam and you put all the money back into yeah. the show um which I think um, which sort of really leans into the community aspect of Aircon, mm-hmm. uh, as at the same with the way you support um, prototyping designers and things like that. Um, you also have a um, uh, another hat that you wear, which yeah. is the um, the uh, ginormous Facebook group that you run, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, which is the um, uh, board gaming trade and chat. Have I got that the right way around? Yeah, board game trade and chat UK. UK, that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a huge, um, uh, um, 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 sort of the wild west of. Uh, well, no, it's not the wild west. Sorry, it's a very civilized place. But yeah. um, uh, but it's it's just there's so much going on uh, yeah, yeah. in that group at all times. Um, so can, can you tell us about that that group? Um, so I've been uh, I've not actually been an admin in the group for for that long. It's probably coming up to about a year. Um, it was started up by a guy called Chris. Um, he kind of just wanted to meet other gamers online and mm-hmm. start a Facebook group that was quite small. Um, it's always been uh, you know pretty pretty relaxed uh, but at the same time it's kind of had a certain amount of moderation that keeps things civil mm-hmm. um, 
and stops things descending. Uh, we, as an admin team, try and, you know, having had quite a lot of experience with these things, try and step in uh, before things get too out of hand and people are, are slinging insults at each other. Um, so it's always, you know, felt like a very friendly and helpful place. Um, I think when I joined the group, it's about 6,000 members, I think. I might be getting that wrong. It might be even less than that. Um, and it's obviously kind of growing very, very quickly. We've just passed 19,000 members and well on the way to 20,000. Um, but it's good. Um, it's kind of nice seeing seeing these sort of groups of new people kind of coming into the hobby <laughs> and discovering games for the first time. I always get a big kick out of that and um, just how people are, are so willing to help. Um, I, th- I think that's one of the interesting parts of it. As, as someone who, you know, I, I feel I'm at this at this point in the industry i hope yeah um <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um uh you you go on that and you you see the same sort of questions crop up quite a lot mm-hmm. and it just says it says to me that like um uh it's not that the information is not out there for people because the information is always out there for the best family game mm-hmm. um for uh for six players that that information is already out there um but it's more like People want their own answers. They want a personal recommendation. Yeah. Um, I think um, Board Game Trade and Chat UK. Have I done that wrong, right way around? That's okay. right. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, it's the equivalent of um, going to a um, board game cafe and mm. getting that recommendation from someone that works there. Yeah. Um, so I wondered, what, I wondered what you, um, what kind of interactions you see people have that sort of uh, you, you do get a kick out. What, you, what do you enjoy seeing? Yeah. Um... Like I like, um, I don't know. I like a lot of different stuff. I like it when it's something unusual, uh, or I like looking at people's um, kind of new games that people are playing and, and just seeing them. I, I find that much more useful than kind of watching loads of videos um, about things, just hearing about someone's personal mm-hmm. experience of it as a player rather than as a reviewer necessarily. Yeah, um, um, I always think that's useful. Um, I actually really like the sales posts. Um, yeah. <laughs> find them really engaging for some reason i like i don't really don't need any more games no. at this stage i will still but they are tempting the they are tempting yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I find it for some reason i find it interesting seeing what people are selling um mm. and, and i find it quite a funny interaction because people have to try and make it sound like it's good but it's not good enough for them to keep and so you're kind of like oh that's a funny that's a funny position to be in. I want I mean, to sell this game, but it's a really good game. You should buy it. Yeah, I don't want it. There's a lot of um, we broke up because of musical differences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of that. Um, but I, I really like it when someone's um, got their you know beautiful game full of minis um, that they've brought on that they've painted all handily, yeah. and then and then they're selling it because yeah. they've they've obviously had what they want from the game in some way, and then yeah. you just think, my God, if I could just. <laughs> I'd pay more for that. I'd pay more for the, these people who, who um, paint their minis uh, as well as that. So they're, they're the things I like that I get most tempted by. Um, yeah. But the answer is I, I don't like need a game. lot of the silly fun stuff. You know, there's often silly games that are on there that people like emoji emoji quizzes of what are these games or pun games, <laughs> things like that. I like I like them. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, um, a lovely little hive of uh, yeah. of board gaming community. Uh, yes. Um, right. uh, so, um, you know, I think, what do you think his role is in has been in during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been, you know, for some people, it's been really kind of vital as mm. a, as a place to go and still be able to interact with other gamers. Um, you know, for for me, my partner is not massively into games; mm-hmm. she'll play them now and again. 
Um, so he prefers to play ones that she already knows, although we did play Renature the other day. Oh, yeah, was... I played that. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, we, should, we, we should talk. We should talk about that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go on. Um, <laughs> uh, but we, we probably play maybe once a month or so. So, um, so just getting to live vicariously through other people and um, see what they're playing and and sort of still almost catching up with some of the board game news because mm-hmm. again a lot of a lot of what where I used to get my information from was actually on my commute uh, to work from mm-hmm. when I you know when I worked in office and I'd be on a train and I'd watch videos then, but now I'm just sat at home all day. So I don't have as much time to get all that content. Um, or, you know, my podcast used to be when I was driving somewhere. But That's right. Yeah. Now I don't really drive anywhere. So, um, yeah, how, are so, you, how are you going to listen to this? <laughs> I will make a special trip. <laughs> a local drive. In my local, I'll just sit outside my house in my car. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That, sorry, I'm apologies. No, um, it's fine. Um, so, you know, that group, I think it's just, has just been really helpful and also just like seeing other people going through the same thing, just being like, I'm yeah. really fed up with this now, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. what it's, I like at the minute. That's um, it. you know, it, it's kind of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the only one feeling this way, mm-hmm. or, you know? Uh, so I think that's, you know, I think it's been great, uh, to, to have that group and have that resource, um, last, well, it was May. So, you know, sort of in the first lockdown, we mm. did a virtual convention, um, mm. just through the group, um, which was, uh, <laughs> which we decided to do about a week before we did it. Um, uh, but it went very well, you know, we got, we got a bunch of industry people and we interviewed them and played some games live on air. Um, and, uh, yeah, just did a bunch of other stuff. We had loads of stuff going on. We tried mm. to we set up a bring and buy <laughs> kind of secondhand Perfect. game sales thing. And, and, and that was great, and that was kind of I think really lifted people's spirits at the time. Mm. No, like, um, so we might do that again. Who knows? Yeah, no, like I quite like that. That's, uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. There's there's always room for another um, uh, another convention. I mean, you <laughs> I mean, you've got a knack for them now as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Renature. Yes. Um, so are we are we, supposed, we probably should do disclosure, which is um, Renature is being published by PSC. Yes, um, and uh, you also have a, a sordid future uh, with <laughs> PSC. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so it's one. To be fair, the way the way it's happening is is we are just kind of co-publishing it with uh, with Deep Print, um, mm-hmm. and so I've it's not a project I've touched in any way. It just it kind of came into us with okay. our logo. We've pu- published the English English language version of it. Uh, so obviously, but I was able to get my hands on a copy. Um, and it's you know the quality of the components and stuff. I don't know what you thought. Like you kind of open it and it just all this wood just mm-hmm. falls out of these bags and it's like what? It's like, <laughs> there's more wood in there than most IKEA flat packs, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I think so. This is because um, you so you you, you played with your partner. Yes. So I played with my partner as well. So this is the head to head sort of spousal partner, um, <laughs> girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever review. I guess of yeah. uh, of renature. <laughs> uh, so, what did you think it was mean? Yeah, I did think it was mean. I thought, you know, there were some placements of things that I was doing that I just felt mean doing it. Like, yeah. but I was like, uh, this is gonna either wipe <laughs> out your points or get me loads of points. So, I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> especially those kind of neutral pieces in a two player, where you can just, mm. you know, you've seen they put down their last tree and so then you whack down your neutral tree and you go and then you stick one of your own little grasses in there and you go ha 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 i'm gonna get 13 points and you're gonna get none 
So uh, just to, to explain what it is, I suppose, actually, we should do that, shouldn't we? Because yeah. um, yeah. uh, not everyone's played it yet. Um, well, in fact, nearly no one who's listened to this podcast will be playing it yet. Um, so uh, it is a, um, uh, it's, it's Wolfgang Kramer and uh, Michael Kiesling. That's right, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, back together again, as always. Uh, <laughs> and um, it is a, um, a get, it's a game that I think uh, my granddad would have liked um, for its styling because it's very like um, the design is like old-fashioned plates that used to have yeah. um, recipes on them. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, sort yeah, of yeah. almost pastorally and um, extremely pastorally. Um, and it's a game of restrained dominoes mm. where you're attempting to lay dominoes in exactly the way you imagine um, around a board where there's certain areas that are, are sculpted out for placing uh, flora. I was about to say fauna, flora. Um, <laughs> the fauna are the dominoes. Um, and, uh, and when you complete one of those areas, um, you get some get some points for completing them uh, as well as for, for for when you initially place your pieces but the way those points are scored is like an area majority kind of thing mm. um, and uh, yes it's incredibly vicious uh, <laughs> I really liked it for that viciousness though because yeah. it's because um, uh, it's like it's like an, it's like old-fashioned carcassonne you know it's got that same sort of like I'm gonna sneak in on your castle and then also gain dominance on it somehow and therefore you don't get any points you know yeah uh, I, I I really enjoyed that um, yeah. uh, it, it felt really good I thought yeah yeah. Um, yeah no I thought it was really it was really quite slick um, you know just it's all very easy but it's one of those that I think there's a lot you could do you aren't gonna fill up the whole board and you've got to sort of pick your battles on these mm. different what is about 16 areas maybe yes that's it. i think something like that you can kind of fight over and you've really got to choose like which ones are actually worth doing or you know or even are you gonna because you have to start on one edge of the board and you kind of spread out from that edge it's like do you want to close off some of those early ones that are worth less points quickly or do you want to race to the other side of the board where there's these some of these big big point so, so in the games we played um well one of the first things that happened is the first time i closed something off and stole kind of stole an area <laughs> i got a very sort of pointed sort of <laughs> ah well done um uh but uh, my, my partner enjoys this kind of conflict um and uh uh but then i also i had the thing of um looking at an area that, that she was um she was sort of developing up as one is the largest area. I was like, yeah. you're not going to get that finished. I'll leave, <laughs> I'll leave you to it. I was completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> she smashed, she absolutely smashed me on points in the end. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got lovely, all these lovely wooden pieces as well. Yeah. Um, just, and as you said earlier, like uh, bits of grass, uh, yeah. wooden grass, uh, <laughs> hilariously. And a um, nice. couple of, couple of kind of trees. Uh, and then there's sort of these cloud tokens, which do amazing things that you don't really see that much in games, such as um, just take another turn. Yeah. Like, I think that's hilarious. Why don't, <laughs> you know, uh, a, lot, a lot of games don't have the simplicity or boldness of that mechanic of just yeah. have, have another go. Have... Yeah. <laughs> It'll cost you three points, but probably worth it. Yeah, probably worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially if you can collect other things on your way. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, now I was really, I was really pleased with that game. We've got a review of that going in the um, the next issue of the magazine, um, yeah. which will be uh, which will be coming out on the twenty sixth of February. I should be more sure of that date, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm slightly between mags. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so what else are you playing? 
Uh, well, like I said, not a lot. I've been playing a lot of, sort of prototypey stuff with mm. work. Um, I played a game called Belgian Beers Race that was quite fun. Okay. Um, that was one that was on Kickstarter a while yeah. ago. Uh, one of my other big hobbies is craft beer. I, I really Excellent. enjoy craft beer. Um, well, what's your, what's your favourite? Oh, it's, it depends on the crowd. Depends on the circumstances. <laughs> uh, I tend, in terms of style, I pref- uh, my my preference is kind of Belgian. The big Belgian mm. beers, um, uh, things like Orval and yeah. Westmal and Chimay, mm. um, or German wheat beers, um, especially some cool dark German wheat beers. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, um, Sorry, so these a... guys, are, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys run a Kickstarter for this game called Belgian Beers Race, where you're racing around Belgium trying to try as many beers as you can. But it's got a really interesting mechanic in that. Uh, the more you try, it's played over kind of three days. It's a competition <laughs> to try as many as you can um, and get as many points from various different ways as you can. Mm. Um, but if you drink too much in a day, you eventually you become inebriated. Um, some of the ways of transport, so you can travel around either by bike, bike, bus, or uh, hitchhiking. <laughs> um, if you get drink too much, you can no longer get. Uh, you can no longer bike anywhere. You're mm. too drunk to bike. Uh, if you keep drinking, uh, you then it takes you longer to get the bus or hitchhike because it's you're just you know a bit wobbly. <laughs> uh, and if you keep going, you eventually pass out and your day is over. But the other players get to keep playing. Oh my god! <laughs> so you've got to race around Belgium and then get back. You start in Brussels, mm. got to race around and get back to Brussels. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there's big penalties if you're not back in Brussels at the end of the race. Yeah. Oh, very very good. I see. Now that's a perfect mix of um, uh, theme and mechanics there. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's good fun. That's um, but not a lot else. Some solo stuff. I played Yukon Airways, Santa Maria. That's solo. Okay, yeah. Um, what's on there? Sierra West. That was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play some stuff over Tabletop Simulator. I think I find though that um, I think the experience is very different to playing computer games. Uh, yes, video games. Sorry. Um, that. Uh, because of the type of activity, if if you know a lot of us sit at screens all day for work mm-hmm. and things like that, I then find that I don't really want to keep staring at the screen and being actively involved in something on the screen. Right. You know, I, I don't know why, but video games it seems like it's a, a bit more passive in terms of your involvement of yes. what's going on the screen. I mean, it's closer I to think. film, isn't it? Like a video game yeah. is closer to film, and and the stuff you do on tabletop simulator um, yeah. uh, is. Because they, because they are simulating physical movement, it's like yeah. it's it's a it, to be honest with you, it feels frustrating <laughs> sometimes <laughs> just to try and click and oh, I've clicked the wrong shortcut now I've picked up my whole deck of cards yeah and that, that sort of thing that's I mean yeah. that's how I that's how it goes for me I've shuffled everything just move my character over here oh no I've thrown him off the table <laughs> so, oh, yes. great okay, okay. <laughs> sorry about um, that. <laughs> so yeah I, I did try for a while I was I was playing some stuff online I played Blood Rage which I'd never played before oh very good very good. Uh, people sort of obviously rave about Blood Rage. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it was good. It's not my kind of game, um, but I'm glad I played it. Mm. Um, I had a good time with the people I was playing with, which I think is the most important thing. Um, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Like that. I played Ankh as well, which was their their next oh. one in that yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Gods of Egypt. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which did some interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The I, I'm looking forward to the um, pseudo player elimination. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, that was weird. Like yeah. it was good, but it was it was weird to wrap your head around 
is yeah. all of a sudden we're one character. That's yeah. Kind of- this was um so this is my first uh, cover and and uh, main feature for the for the magazine and uh, so um so I've got a, it's got a particular place in my uh, heart and uh, yeah. uh, as does uh, Eric Lang himself um and uh, but yeah yeah the the idea this idea of these merging gods and somehow they'd just just the idea of um okay so uh, you've died um, terribly yeah. as a god <laughs> but you're gonna merge with someone else and then become Omen Ra. Which yeah. you go, oh, actually, that makes sense. Actually, oh yeah, of course, there's, oh, they are merged gods. That makes sense, and it's just like the theme is put, again, theme, theme, and um, form yeah. uh, coming together. Lovely there. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. I've not got my hands on it yet, uh, but I, I suppose I could always try it in Tabletop Simulator. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good uh, mod. It worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favourites I see is uh, to play on there was uh, Castell, which I, is a criminally underrated game. Castell, tell us about Castell. Yeah. So I have the, the, the physical board game mm. um, that I got a few years ago uh, from Renegade Games. So kind of yeah. Renegade Games went through a bit of a, a funny kind of patch. Just checking that it definitely is Renegade Games. <laughs> it is Renegade, <laughs> yes. Um, a funny patch where, you know, for a while, everything they released was like gold. You know, they started with games like Fuse and mm. uh, a couple of others. I can't remember off the top of my head. And then they suddenly just sort of released a whole load of games in one go and just... I think a bunch of them just got a bit lost. I think mm. uh, Petra, passing through Petra, was mm-hmm. one. Um, Castell was was another one. Uh, but I got but I got my hands on it, and it's a fantastic game um, about building um, towers of people. That's um, an actual thing. Um, the Castell competitions in the, in Barcelona, uh, just well, sort of the Barcelona region. Mm. Um, uh, so you're traveling around the region. You're trying to kind of recruit people onto your team train them up get special abilities and things like that but it's just a really really clever and tight puzzle hmm. um one of those where you always want one or two more moves than you're ever going to get and you're always like ah oh. but you kind of get these sort of performers and they they have to stack in a very specific way you know hmm. some are bigger than others and so you can only put them on certain certain heights and um and things like that and you're you're not necessarily trying to build the biggest but you're you're trying to fulfill other objectives like you want to perform in this con- uh, in this um, competition and build this specific type of tower mm. so you then need to have recruited the right people to be able to do that um, and you can play around with them in any way you want there's no limitation of like once you've built this tower that's it no, absolutely not you can tear it down and build it again in a different way oh that's great whatever. yeah a massive fan of that uh, yeah it was great and it really inspired us uh, so the first playthrough I did which is often uh, unfortunately for her, uh, my wife uh, takes the brunt of my rules teaching <laughs> practice, <laughs> and so I got her to play a two-player game, and she loved it as well. And we loved mm. the idea of it, and we looked it up, and it was a real thing. It happens every other year. Um, they have this big tournament um, up there, and so we went, and we went to see it, and we went to see it in person, and it really brought it to life. And, okay, so uh, this is this is a this is a, um, a theme in board games that I really like, which is when <laughs> there's a real like a real real thing, and I don't just mean. Um, uh, different um, trade entities in Germany trading different kinds of wheat. Um, I don't mean that. I mean um, so like uh, Elizabeth Hargraves' uh, Mariposas. You know mm. um, that that game came from her. Um, uh, she went. To, I can't remember if she she saw them first or she saw them after the idea had happened right. and she'd heard of it before. But obviously, that's all about the migration of um, yeah, yeah. Uh, monarch butterflies across. Um, uh, North America, and uh, they all land in um, the mountains of New Mexico, and they just sit on the trees like 
leaves except then but then you realize it's you know uh actually or it's not actually autumn um it's uh it's butterflies a huge number of butterflies i love this thing of yes you so you've gone to see the um uh, the castell uh competition yeah. that's fabulous yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, playing it was, Carcassonne in Carcassonne. Uh, yeah, uh, a bit like that. Yeah, it was uh, it was just incredible. Um, it was kind of we went to Barcelona for our anniversary that year, which is oh, very nice around October time. And then one of the days we took a trip out to this place where they were doing the the tournament, Tarragona, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's amazing. Um, just they get really high, and it's just people. And I think <laughs> um, one of the things that we really liked was. It was competing teams. I think they started off with something like 10 teams and it's just packed because these towers, some of them are made up of 40, 50, 60 people. Hmm. Um, so the whole arena is just packed with these uh, kind of people. And they build this tower and right at the top, they put children, like little children to get hmm. as high as they can. Oh my God. A special name. They've all got helmets on and, sure. uh, and things like that. Um, but towers do collapse, you know, people going out on stretchers, oh my God. Uh, things like that. It's always kind of a thing of protect the children. They obviously have learned to fall in a certain way so that they, the children go inwards and land on people rather yeah. than landing on the concrete floor. Um, but if, oh my God. if one of the uh, teams is in trouble, um, the other teams kind of pile in to just try and provide some support and try and help and they kind of you know we actually got quite emotional watching this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's just like oh there was something really nice about it like they were competitors yeah. but they were helping each other and yeah it was great yeah. really good i'd highly recommend oh that's it. incredible what a lovely what a lovely story yeah. that's, that's great <laughs> uh the game actually comes with a giant bag to put all the tiles in and i took it with me and wore it as a hat in the arena so i've got a picture of me <laughs> with the castell we didn't play castell at the castell competition sounds like it was quite uh, engaging in itself so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh lovely well uh, i suppose we should do a top five great um so um you've told me already you're going to cheat I am cheating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, what is your what is your top five about? Um, so, it's top five convention games, uh, but I suppose a little insert. I can't remember what that character's called. Um, it's types of games to play at conventions. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's it. That's how I describe it. That's it. So. Uh, but can oh, you give us some examples so you can't entirely get away with it? Yes. Yeah. yeah I'll give it. It's just a way of making it like a top 15 if I put three free points. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not talk 15 games uh, to play at uh, conventions. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So uh, I don't. these are not necessarily even in order. I don't have best or worst or whatever. Um, but I will start with, we, we kind of talked about it, touched on it already, with uh, the unpublished games. Um, mm. And so that comes in different forms. I would say things like uh, demos of games in mm. development, um maybe uh games from smaller publishers especially at conventions mm. you, even in uh, places like Essen, you get these tiny little publishers that have got a, a little booth on a corner somewhere and they're just showing off something completely wacky and 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 um out there just mm. you know because they can uh, or you know maybe like rare or hard to find games that are just no longer out there so um yeah that was my first one was unpublished games uh i mean that's Examples of that are going to be hard because it will depend on the convention. And where yeah, I, th- I think that would be an unfair one for me to push you on, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, but some of the ones I've played was I, I travelled down to um, Uncon, which is a, a convention down on the south coast, um, and I played a game uh, called Sumo Gnomes, which was just a bit bonkers. Um, <laughs> but it was this 
it was this big convention copy had made where the board was actually etched into a, a slice of wood. <laughs> <laughs> and these big chunky dice. That was a lot of fun. And sorry, have I seen this? Is this? Uh, I may. Have, I'm probably about to mangle it with something else I've I've seen floating about, which is, um, are the gnomes themselves kind of blocky dice things? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I think I may have seen this, and they are they are trying to push each other out of the. Yes, yeah, okay, yes, I have seen this. No, it looks great. Yeah, a guy called Robbie Munn, uh, is the designer of Peculiarity Games. They did. They've done a few, you know, quite <laughs> interesting games. Um, and then the other one that I, I got to try was one of my first Essen experiences, mm-hmm. and it was a game called Samara, um, which is a really interesting worker placement game by a company called ah, I can't. I'm going to mangle it. C Wally, I think it's like C W A L I. Wally, see Wally, I don't know. Um, but this guy that you know, he goes every year. He just has one game each year. Mm. Uh, a couple of years, last time I went, I think it was rolled to the top and mm. it did quite well, and you know, got picked up. Samara actually got ended up getting picked up by TMG. Um, oh, cool. But the the copy I have is the copy that I bought off him, which is in a really kind of funny shaped box and stuff. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can just really discover some some real gems mm. and um, and it's kind of. I, I like it because it's a way of adding some uniqueness to your collection. You know, a lot of people end up with a lot of the same types of games because they're all the popular games. But mm-hmm. you know, going and finding some of these things that you won't find elsewhere, you won't find at retail. Mm-hmm. You know, you might pick them up on a Kickstarter or something. But yeah, so that's unpublished games. I think have a go. What's yes, the absolutely. Yeah, you also <laughs> get to see unvarnished um, ideas as well, which is the the best part. Where it's like, oh, you've got something absolutely brilliant here. We maybe yeah. need to polish it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's nice if sometimes you you might give a suggestion, and then when the game finally comes out, that they've taken it on board and they've they've incorporated that into the game. That's always quite nice. So yeah, uh, the next one I had was <laughs> I called it blown up games. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is something we do a lot of at Aircon, um, and we we have a lot of fun with it. But I've seen it done at other conventions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, in one way, it's giant games. You get giant versions of games, which is really fun. You get King of Tokyo and things like that. But what I'm talking about here is uh, where you take a game and you make it suddenly massively, like loads of people can play it. So we do it with things like Karuba, uh-huh. um, Draftosaurus, Number Nine. Uh, and we put on special events where you're suddenly playing with 50 people uh, mm-hmm. all the same game. Um, at Handicon, uh, which is uh, a great convention down Basingstoke kind of area. Um, they do a giant pitch car where they do it like a tournament and they set up a massive track of it and, uh, you know, uh, and have have loads of people playing. I think I came in second last time I played that. I was gutted. Uh, <laughs> I just overtook and then, and then fluffed my last shot to get across the line mm-hmm. and then someone came speeding past me. Um, <laughs> It's fabulous. So, I really like. Yeah. I like the idea of these. Yeah, like mass participation. Yeah. Because um, because obviously these games aren't necessarily designed for mm-hmm. mass participation. It's not. You know, it's not like a. Um, uh, I've completely forgotten the name of the um, very famous um, event game where the aliens are invading. But are they? Um, that game. I can't remember what that's called at all. Yeah. Um, no. No. I will. Uh, I will do an edit and insert that here. And that game was Watch the Skies, which we covered in issue 38 of the magazine, uh, January 2020. <laughs> anyway, so sorry, that's uh, so massive games, blown up games. Yeah, or yeah, or whatever you just said, big participation, massive participation. Mass participation. Mass participation, yeah. you had a much better word for it. Yeah, uh, because you're at, 
you're at some you're at a place where you can do that you have the people to do it yeah. and so if you want to have 50 people playing draftosaurus why not absolutely um next up i've got uh, games you wouldn't usually try so mm. this was kind of um i think because this often certainly if you're attending multiple days of conventions you have much more time than normal to actually you know, like an, even in a normal game night, you're probably only going to play two, three, maybe yeah. four at a push games. And you want to play the stuff that you like and you know and you're in comfort zone. Mm. But I think um, conventions are a great place to just really push yourself outside of that comfort zone. Again, you might find something that you really enjoy that you didn't think you would. And even mm. if you don't, it's only, you know, it's an in- insignificant amount of time mm. compared to the amount of time you have in total. Um, one... Uh, my example I had for this was actually 18xx. I had never played any mm. 18xx type games. I was at a convention. They said, look, it'll probably take about four or five hours. Oh I was like, God. ah, that's an afternoon for, out of three or four days that I was there. Mm. Um, so I had to go, and it was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. Um, I'm at a stage in my life where I couldn't do it regularly. No. Um, so <laughs> no. I kind of said, well, thank you very much for that. I, I'm not going to take it any further at this point in my life, but I might do later when mm. I don't have toddlers and, and, and things yeah. like lots of family commitments. So, I, mean, I will say the game is like that. They're, so there's, there's this old, um, and uh, I'm sorry if you've heard this one before, but I think it's Soren Johnson. Uh, he's the guy who made, um, he led the development of uh, Civilization V, mm. um, the, the computer game. Um, and uh, he was explaining on some podcast I listened to years ago, uh, he was explaining that um, they look at Civilization as the game, uh, not a game where they are up against other games, but where they're up against other people's people's like hobbies, in yeah. terms of like or like they are they want to be the game in people's life. You know, you're gonna play Civilization, or you're gonna do your knitting, or your stamp collecting, or whatever. I think it is like that. I think there's Anno games, uh, not Anno games. Sorry, the um the eighteen uh, XX games. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, weird slip there. Eighteen um, XX games are of that kind aren't they like there's yeah. they're like this is your game yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's variations within it but it's you know they all have a similar-ish rule set easily once you know the base um i think we played 1846 or 1864 it's definitely some combination i think uh, that's supposed to be kind of a, a more beginner friendly type game mm-hmm. um i still say i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure i had any idea what was going on um <laughs> but i did all right i think i came middle of the table by the end of the game i kind of just I picked the bits that I did understand and just went, right, I'm just going to go all in on that mm. and, and do this yeah. for the game. And I, yeah, I did all right. Um, but I could see, you know, even if it's not something I wanted to take forward, I could see why other people did. Mm. And I think that gave me, you know, before that, it kind of maybe been in that crowd that's almost sort of mocks 18x X of it. And Absolutely. Like, oh, why would yeah. you want to do that? You know, oh, who would want to yeah. spend, uh, you know, spend all their time doing that and look at the tiles look at the art of the, and, you know. uh, but, just as someone who um uh, has uh, committed to playing a uh, block war game based on the english civil war um uh which is uh it does have something i really love in games which is um like hidden pieces um so obviously you don't know what you know what what units are being moved towards you because you only see the um the undisplayed side of the uh mm. Of, of uh, the units being moved your way and uh yeah uh i'm 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 ready to uh dive dive deep into this kind of um is it nerdiness is that what it is yeah is that is that why is that why it gets mocked i don't know uh it's it's because it, it's because they feel like 
underproduced or something like that. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's not it's not the case at all. I think it's just a different kind of game. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm very shallow usually with my tasting games if it doesn't look pretty. It's oh, me too. Not good I shall. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could certainly see you know like that these games are something different. They're not trying to just be nice and blingy and mm. look nice. They are, you know, it's kind of trying to tell some kind of story or you know you're getting really involved in some other kind of mechanic in it. So mm. Yeah, so games you wouldn't usually try. Um, uh, next up, I had Epic Games. So <laughs> similar to a point before where, you know, on a game night, you want to get through a couple of games. These are games that you want, you probably wouldn't even get in a normal game night. Um, they're, they're big, they're grandiose, they're kind of, they take a while to get through. Um, so I'm thinking of you things like TI4, um, BSG, Battlestar Galactica, uh, was one that really stood out for me. One of my first games expos that I went to, for some reason, we decided to start a game after midnight. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I got the game. It was, it was great, and that's why it's on my list. It was such a good and unique experience. You know, we st- we set up somewhere, we found a quiet corner somewhere, we set up, got moved on by security because it turns out we weren't supposed to be in that quiet corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was amazing, you know, it was, it was, you know, BSG games can be a bit hit and miss. Uh, I know sometimes like they fall a bit flat, but this was one of those where everything just came together really quickly. There were surprises in it. it you know, it almost felt a bit like it was a couple of episodes of the actual show. Yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just really, really good. And had it been a game night and it was like after midnight, you would be like, oh, I've got work in the morning. I probably yeah. shouldn't. But you're at a convention. It doesn't matter when you get up in the morning. Like. Yeah. Just do that, and we finished at whatever half three, four in the morning, something like that. Beautiful, beautiful. That's yeah. commitment. I must say, I, I'm not sure that I could uh, start again <laughs> at midnight with any faith in finishing it. Uh, yeah, I think I think we thought. I think the idea originally was we were just going to sort of start it and teach the new people how how it worked, and uh, then we yeah. kind of pack it away. And but we just got so into it that we, we carried on. Yes. But I think conventions allow those kinds of experiences. That's it. Um, a bit more forgiving and of, of course you're obviously yeah. extremely hyped for being at a convention anyway yeah. so yeah uh, all that adrenaline yeah <laughs> um and then uh, last one i had uh were this is maybe why i didn't use this phrase but the one it is massively multiplayer games but these are ones where they are designed to be that so mm. i'm thinking of things like two rooms of the boom um yeah. don't get got sneaky cards stuff like that where it's just it's just really silly fun but you need you need a big bunch of people to make it really good. You know, um, we, two rooms of boom, we started very early at Econ, in our very early days, setting up games of that. We actually had to stop doing official games of it because we had too many people turning up for it. So, okay, cool. um, <laughs> which for two rooms of boom was, you know, was crazy. We had kind of waiting lists and stuff like that. So we allow it to happen. Uh, the other one that's doing the rounds in recent years, uh, and it comes with a huge book. Oh, I've forgotten the name of it. I'll have to come back to that. Um, but yeah, just these kind of, you just get a ton of people in a room and you're still playing a tabletop game or a board game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, two rooms of the boom. It's kind of funny because people, you see a journey of people when they first play it, are just like, I have no idea what's going on. Like mm-hmm. we're just walking backwards and forwards between these two rooms. And do I show my card to you or not? On, <laughs> or, you know. and the, but there is actually a, a surprising amount of kind of thinking us in there of like mm. well if you can kind of get in on the right conversations and figure out who's who and uh, get your team to win it's just a really satisfying feeling when you you know you're on a team of 20 odd people yeah. and you as a collective group have won this this 
competition. Um, I would maybe say for the next few months, maybe avoid it. At certainly US conventions, it's probably not going <laughs> to <laughs> go down that one. No, probably not. Because no. uh. the premise is you are, you know, one team is playing, uh, the, pres- the president is the head of their team, and um, you are all trying to aid him in remaining the president mm-hmm. and the other team are bombers trying to blow up the president. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. It's, that's the premise. I mean, it's not the most, yeah, it's not the most tasteful subject, but, um, but, uh, yeah. really, really, uh, excellent fun. Uh, yeah. if you don't think about it too hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's, you know, all these different, it's, it's kind of along the lines of things like werewolf and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's all these different roles, but it's done in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know. Um, a game zone you, you'll just keep playing a few games in a row um, and it's it's kind of nice because people can kind of drop in and out it's not mm-hmm. it's not like once you play the game you're then there for the, that's the rest of your conventions are playing that um, so yeah so, so that's my yeah so uh, yeah uh, mass multi mass multiplayer games party games uh, yeah, that kind of thing yeah no I love it I love it that's um, you know what I don't really feel like that was cheating at all Good. I think <laughs> 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 no, that was great well um so well thank you for joining me today mark yes thanks for having me yeah um so uh would you like to well, is there, have you got anything to plug Ooh, um <laughs> i will plug uh, a friend's game that i'm helping on oh cool yeah uh, it's a game called core request um, so Ooh. this is uh, a father and daughter dan and cora hughes who you may have seen on a popular board gaming channel um <laughs> Uh, reviewing kids games so uh, i think she's about eight or so in uh, the first lockdown last year in the uk uh, they inst- <laughs> they got bored of doing trying to do their homeschooling so instead mm. they designed a game together and learned through that you know they learned design and maths and mm. various different skills and they turned it into a game and it turns out the game is pretty good uh, it's mm. a family friendly dungeon crawl is kind of how we're saying it so um, so that's going to kickstarter on the first of february um it should be a lot of fun that's great. So I like the, I like um, uh, anything that's a um, like old school mechanic, like dungeon crawl or anything like that. Anything that like when someone does the family friendly version of it, I'm I'm absolutely all over it. You know, like the yeah. fam- we've got a, um, in the uh, in issue fifty two, we have a lovely little interview with um, uh, Clinton Bahotti, uh, uh, who is the uh, designer of uh, a game called Necromolds, um, right. which is a war game. Where your soldiers are plasticine, and when you kill your opponent's soldiers, you spat them. Amazing! So That's great. just uh, when things are brought down to that level, um, yeah. uh, I think uh, we actually find a little bit of pure joy. I think it's good. Yeah, no, it's great, and uh, they've done a really good job in kind of making it customizable as well, because they recognise that kind of part of the joy for them was actually creating these characters and mm. stuff that are in the game. Obviously, you can get the game, and it's playable from the box. Um, but they've added in a bunch of customizations. So there's a mm. character creator on the website, which is corequest.com. Um, and yeah, they've, they've been kind of running a thing on the Facebook group mm. where it's uh, all British sitcom characters. So you've got Basil Fawlty in there as a character and things okay. like that. Um, it's just really fun. Uh, and you can make up their abilities and uh, all these different stats. So yeah, and all the art in the game is actually submitted by children. Um, oh, and so... It started off as all Cora's art, um, but then it was opened up to other kids. And then mm. there's a guy on the team called Gary who <laughs> he's putting these drawings through a process of Garyfication. Um, so okay. he's a he's a professional <laughs> illustrator. Okay. Uh, so he's taken these kind of kids' sketches and drawings and 
turned them into real characters in the game and they're great they've, they've oh, really I, turned out well. I love, really that. I love that um, oh, that's great so that's Cora's Quest Cora Quest C-O-R-A lovely beautiful beautiful um well uh thank you very much uh where can we find you online where would you like us to find you online rather oh um, but aircon uh it's a-i-r-e-c-o-n named after the river um <laughs> uh dot credit k uh PSE games you can just search them yeah. all over the place at the moment um <laughs> yeah or come and say hello in board game trading and chat uk just remember to answer the questions when when you apply yes there's a, there's, a, there's a very rigorous patting down you go through <laughs> to join the group but uh, it's well worth it so. yeah that's good so, i'm all over the place <laughs> ah, so, well thank you very much mark yeah thank you thanks for listening to the tabletop gaming magazine podcast if you liked what you heard Recommend it to a friend or subscribe to the magazine, which you can do at tabletopgaming.co.uk. Our music is Cloud Meetings by Body in the Thames. You can find us at bodyinthethames.bandcamp.com.